This is the European edition of Breaking Banks, the world's number one fintech podcast and radio show. We bring you the European unicorns, startups, founders, regulators and leaders innovating the rapidly evolving fintech scene today. A truly localized podcast with both English and local language content with some of the world's most well-known hosts and influencers in the fintech sector globally. Join us every week as we explore what makes the European Union a phenomenal proving ground for many of the fastest growing fintech plays in the world today. Okay, let's roll. Hello, everybody. This is Roberto Bogudis, your host with Breaking Banks Europe. Today, we have uh, one episode with disruption stories. We're going to talk about uh, play to learn, to earn. So what is important is to keep playing and something is going to happen. <laughs> we have an amazing host. This is uh, Tracy, Tracy, no, Tracy from Mongolian. Welcome to the show. Hi, Roberto. Very nice to be here. Hi, everyone. Uh, so you have different initiatives. So but what we're going to talk today is uh, Mongolian. Uh, and uh, this is... Uh, uh, financial oriented uh, activity where people can play and learn about finance and also earn uh, giveaway that there are. Uh, you're going to tell us uh, about all these uh, in the next half an hour. But uh, tell us what inspired you and uh, your team to create a game for learning. So, um, yeah, once again, very nice to be here. And you mentioned that um, we got some different initiatives. So I would just like to um, make it clear that the name of the game that we are creating is called Mogaland. It's the land of money games. And exactly as you said, it's a place for people to play and learn about personal finance. Um, the developer behind Mogaland, which is myself and my team, we are a company called Traylight Solutions. And we actually founded this company to build a game for people to learn because we come from banking and fintech background ourselves. And through our decades of um, serving in this industry, we realized that there's not enough effort and focus to help people learn more about finance, to give them a place to practice their financial skills without risking their money and assets. That's why we felt very inspired to use um, game as a very social and safe environment for people to learn, to enjoy their learning process, and they can even play the game to test their skills to practice without um, actually betting their uh, hard-earned savings in the financial market. Yeah. Yeah, they, they always say, I wish in school they told me now might to play the flute and other things that I never use in my life, but to deal with money, right? Uh, a lot yeah. of skills that uh, are not teach and not taught and uh, you know people find in life the difficulty so this is a game that is oriented for kids or to people of any age actually we want to address people of any age because um yes we all enjoy playing games as children but even as adults actually most of us play games right if we look at the mobile gaming industry today about 70 percent of um even baby boomers are playing mobile games. So we see that game is a great way to reach people of any age because it doesn't actually limit what background you have. Anyone can enjoy a fun gameplay. That's true. I myself am guilty to spend their time on gaming that don't teach me anything, so I should shift. 
<laughs> what does what does people learn from playing with Mogulan? So our goal is to address different personal finance topics, really basic things, as you said, some things that we should all learn about in school, because in all of our lives, every day, we deal with money, right? So we, we make money, we spend money, we might borrow money sometimes, and we might invest and we deal with trading. So our goal is to address the basics of these topics, such as savings, how to make a budget, how to control your spending. When you borrow, what does that mean? What does interest rate have to do with your everyday lives? And when you trade, what are some of the important concepts? For example, how to deal with risk, right? How to manage your investment. Okay, that's very, very interesting. In fact, uh, I see that uh, those are all topics that sounds very unusual for the regular person. Usually people go to a financial advisor that uh, talks Arabic probably to somebody that doesn't speak Arabic. <laughs> the sounds of those words that they say and people end up saying yes, yes, and signing up words without knowing what they're doing. So in uh, reading those brochures that are given from financial institution is a good thing to fall asleep. I guess sometimes it's very hard to maintain a high interest uh, in that. Uh, you know, focusing attention in following these things. So, I mean, like, uh, um, how long it would take of me playing, uh, being inside this uh, ecosystem of uh, your your game in order to then look outside to the financial world and say, ah, now I understand. Oh, now I can see an opportunity. I can see a risk, you know. Exactly. How, how long is the learning process? Uh, what would you reckon is going to be necessary for somebody to... Uh, become more acquainted with the finance world using your game? So our vision is to have people play the game um, a couple of minutes or even a couple hours a day for as long as you want to, right? Because as we know, learning is continuous and we know that the financial world is changing every day, right? Whenever some uh, event happened in the world, even a political event or a social event, even a sports event, right, will change how finance is working in the world. So we don't think that there is an end to such a learning, right? Because you have to pay attention to the world situation, to your own situation, and keep making adjustments. Because at different ages or different phases of life, your goal might change. So you might need different knowledge and skills. So um, yeah, we hope there's no ending to the learning, but we want to make it fun so that you don't feel so bored that you want to end it. Yeah, sure, but uh, I need to spend one year uh, playing the game before I can start applying what I learned to the actual world of finance. Uh, ah, yeah. Years. Yeah, so our goal is to try to pr uh, provide something that is contextual and relevant to people's lives just from day one of playing. So we have different mini games and challenges inside the big game. Uh, in each round of mini game, you just need to spend like two, three minutes, right? So even when you're waiting for a bus or, you know, you're waiting for to pick up your kids from soccer game, you can already play around and the information in there should reflect either something happening in the real world. So, you know, oh, wait, I have to react to this or some basic knowledge to help you remind yourself or to pick up some small skills. So um, on a daily basis, the requirement of time investment is actually really low so that it's suitable for anybody in life. Um, on the other hand, we believe that as soon as you play a game, you should pick up some skills that you can use immediately so that it's not like you have to sit and complete a course for six months or one year before you're ready, right? It should be that 
you pick up some skills, you can use it immediately in your daily lives. All right, that's very interesting. As you may know, I I have this series called Conquest, where we talk about uh, financial uh, crime, but more in as more terms like scams, online scams, mm-hmm. and people fall for these things. Does your game have a section that also prepare people from uh, understanding when uh, a very good financial offer can, can be too good to be true, or how some uh, scam like uh, may work to protect them for falling for those? Because once somebody expose themselves to the financial world, they're exposed to the good and the bad, and uh, there are not only good actors in this uh, in this world. Unfortunately, there are a lot of criminals also taking advantage of, uh, you know, people that is trustworthy, that trust, you know, other people. You know, like yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really glad you, you bring that up, actually, because um, we have an area in the game, which is a dungeon battle where you go into the dungeon below the island to fight um, different enemies in order to get to the treasure. Um, in the in this uh, dungeon battle, we have different categories of topics. One of the topics is actually um, financial crimes or scams or frauds, right? So while you are fighting the enemies, you have to consume information and answer questions about how to identify fraudsters or how to identify a scheme that is, as you said, too good to be true. Right. So we show people, we explain to people like, oh, if you see huge returns, it's not all on the surface because everything has risk. Right. The bigger the return, the bigger the potential risk. And we also explain to people some of the more famous schemes in history. Right. Who invented it? What happened? So that they can try to identify similar situations that they encounter in life. Okay, that is very good, because in fact, one of the mission we have is to educate people really about this uh, potential scam. They are in the normal uh, financial market, but with cryptocurrencies that are even uh, higher. Is uh, is the subject of cryptocurrency also something that is uh, covered in your game? Yeah, so we also integrate some basic knowledge about cryptocurrency as well as the development of the Web3 industry, right? This is a very big word. There are many different concepts in there tied under this Web3. So we also explain to people, you know, where this currency come from? What does it mean um, if you invest in it? What does it actually mean, right? Because oftentimes we see advertisement like buy this NFT and you'll make a lot of money. But Actually, it's still a type of asset that you put money in and you have to understand the market, the volatility, as well as the risk involved. Right. So we try to um, bring this information to people as well, um, especially because actually um, even the traditional finance industry, they spend about 25 times more money in marketing than in education. And in the Web3 industry, it's probably even more. Right. So we want to make sure we provide some info to um, actually overcome those marketing barriers for people so that they can read, let's say, between the lines. Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah. In fact, I, mean, I was really thinking it is more and more um, presence everywhere. It is uh, a risk, you know, yeah. so being educated. I, I just put another in Facebook market for the first time in my life. And uh, 80%, if not more, even 90% of the answer, people offering loans uh, or they are suddenly in the, the dying and they want to give their fortune to somebody, you know. And obviously, you know, those are clearly interesting that those things are targeted for people that will believe something so impossible, which means is a potential uh, uh, victim uh, because, uh, you know, so 
the fact that there is an approach that goes to gaming is fantastic also to educate uh, in, this, uh, in this aspect. And you say you cover Web3 because uh, your game itself is uh, in Web3, right? So you use yes. uh, Yeah, tell us about this. Yeah, so actually, um, first of all, we see Web3 as a technology evolution, right? So just as we have mobile technology, just as we have fintech technologies, um, Web3, we think, is a technology that actually enables a lot of new features that uh, people can find uh, very attractive experiences and even rewards. So um, our game is both Web2 and Web3, right? So you can access the game. There's no requirements that you must invest in some kind of token or NFT to play, right? So it's free to play. Everyone can continue to stay in whatever environment they feel comfortable in for as long as they wish. Um, However, we do utilize parts of the Web3 technology that we find very empowering for the people. So for example, traditionally, when you play a game, sometimes you would like in-game assets a lot, right? You want to have this pet or you want to have the skin and you would spend money to buy it. And what we've tried to do is um, utilizing the Web3 technology so that when you buy something, you actually own the asset, which means even one day, if you don't want to play anymore, or if you feel the need to let go of the skin or this pet, you can actually sell it in a marketplace because you actually own these assets so you can get your money back in a way. Um, also, we use Web3 actually to empower financial literacy. So we have a token that is designed to reward people whenever a financial literacy goal is reached, right? So that when you play, um, we're changing basically your traditional experience with finance, right? Traditionally, you learn and then you take your money to investment and then there's a lot of risk. Even if you're the best student, you might not earn anything, right? But what we want to do is if you're learning really hard and you have skills, you are directly rewarded for your learning and your skills. So your learning of finance and your skills level directly become rewarding. That's interesting. And something you were mentioning, in fact, about the game assets is the future of the gaming industry to allow people to actually own their set. I think my daughter has a Roblox avatar that must cost about $2,000 so far between what? memes and other things. And that's stuck inside Roblox. It doesn't, she has not, no, no means to bring it around. And, uh, you know, in fact, as soon as also this tendency to uh, attach those in-game assets to NFTs and let them free the blockchain for people to own and share and can become also a way to apply what they learn about the economy. So how yeah. to, you know, resell, uh, making a profit. Uh, and uh, and that's that's uh, very interesting. In fact, one question was, how do people actually earn from playing your game? Yeah, so we um, have actually two main ways of earning. As I mentioned earlier, even if you're not familiar or not comfortable with Web3, you don't have to go there. Because in our game, um, we partner with a lot of sponsors, for example, financial education institutions, um, financial influencers, authors, or even financial institutions. And what they do is they sponsor prizes for our learners. So if you learn really well, you could earn like a voucher to access a premium learning course for a year, or you can access like a starting package to trade without fees, for example. So this is one way of earning. 
Another way is enabled by Web3, which is related to the NFT trading, as you talked about, like you can sell your skin and maybe even make money. And then, um, of course, the token itself, right? So the token is tradable. It will be listed in uh, crypto exchanges. So when you're rewarded with the token, um, one day in time, you can accumulate the value of that token, maybe even sell the token. And this is another way of earning. Yes, about something interesting in fact that the role of the large financial institutions, uh, either they are insurance or banks, uh, they have this uh, take that is so serious. Uh, they just communicate uh, in such a way that is not always, uh, surely there are exceptions, but it is not always the most entertaining way to, to learn something. Uh, so even uh, in, the, in the aim to fight uh, or to defend potential victim of scams, it is harder to create this bridge, you know, in order for uh, large institutions. So, is there a partnership for which large institution can use your game to uh, allow people to learn and to be part? So, can tell me more about your your partnership. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, that's exactly the point where you say right. It's like sometimes the large financial institution they have lots of knowledge. Right. They have good products that they believe that can help people with uh, their financial lives, but they don't communicate in a way that is very easy to understand. Right. So, as you said, sometimes the technical words all sound like a different language. Right. You don't know what you're looking at. So um, this is one thing we want to do is to give also an environment for these institutions to basically make themselves more friendly and closer and more community driven. So um, partners can actually appear in our game. They can rent an island or a building so that they can bring, for example, their academy into our game. They can provide their learning content. Like they make a lot of nice videos or not a lot of nice writing. They can actually put these learning content into the game so that, for example, when someone's playing the dungeon battle, they need to read this info and answer questions to be correct to move forward. Right. So this is a way for banks, for example, to become more user friendly and to give people a more interactive um, experience. And um, actually, we also see a lot of potentials for the partners to learn more about their audience. Right. Because when you play a game, you are actually showing your behavior. Right. You pick what you like. Uh, maybe you're good at something. You're super fast or you're bad at something. This kind of information is very helpful for you as a player to know about yourself. But um, as an aggregated business intelligence, it can also help the bank to learn like, oh, wow, actually, our product design, our communication doesn't fit our people at all. That's why nobody likes them so that they can learn and improve themselves and to create better products and services uh, for the users. That makes sense. And would you see the, the role of a government uh... Uh, to use uh, education channels like yours uh, through gaming in order to bring education. I mean, it should be something that uh, uh, should be given to the kids in school uh, rather than, uh, you know, to to this general population in order to learn uh, or is more the financial institution. Where, where do you see the role of uh, providing for education in the financial world? Um, we would love it, to be honest, if there are some government initiatives who would um, actually support this. Uh, we do sometimes speak to schools, mostly private schools, because they have a lot of pressure right, to improve what they do. Um, schools do see the power of games um, using 
either like simple gamification methods or even metaverse games, right, to create uh, engagement and a learning experience for their um, students. So we definitely think that um, it would be really helpful, right, if the government actually supports such initiatives, right, and to say, hey, let's create, for example, um, a cluster of islands specifically for our country, right? Because they know their people better. Um, we can create financial topics that are more useful for people in a certain country or region. They can bring in partners to create like quality information. Um, we think on the one hand, this actually would save a lot of cost and effort, right? Because in a game, the, the reach is in everyone's hands, right? So they don't actually need to like, you know, send out a lot of people to this grassroots thing. And um, actually using such a game, it's much easier to communicate and to connect communities, to learn about the needs of the people, to be reactive and responsive, um, all in a, let's say, faster and more cost reduction way. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, we would definitely welcome conversations with any kind of um, nonprofit or governmental agencies to um, discuss collaboration. Interesting. I was trying to think about the game uh, uh... It's like a, a metaverse concept where there are places you visit and go and choose. Uh, is a multiplayer or a single player view, which are the collateral. There are forums where people can discuss about what they're doing and do activities together, uh, or is really for a single person to do by themselves. How how does it work? Like, how is the experience for the, the user? Yeah, so actually the game is um, it's a mobile game. So the experience is on your mobile. Um, we do borrow a lot of concept from Metaverse. For example, having partners, having different locations that you can explore. Uh, so Morgoland is actually an archipelago. So there'll be many islands and it can keep growing, right? And then you can like sell your boat or fly to a different island. Um, so it's not this exploration as well as growing um, aspect is similar to Metaverse. What we do realize is that um, in order to play a fancy metaverse game, the technical requirement is very high, right? Like you need to have super fancy computer, VR goggles, and it's very expensive. Actually, it's not easily accessible for other people, for most people. So we don't do that, right? We make it very simple. It's uh, on mobile. And um, inside this game, actually, you start off as a single character, right? So you have your own assets, your environment, your world. Um, but you can actually communicate with other people in our community, which is in Discord. So all the players can freely join Discord. And what we have designed for the game is that actually, if you help each other, you would earn points and assets as well. So we really wanted to be uh, collaborative. And a lot of the goals that you have to achieve is collective. So it's not just, um, for example, you, Roberto, reaching your goal and then you beat everyone else. It's really about you, maybe you help me too, and then we reach a collective goal together and we both get rewarded. Okay, so it creates community, which is a beautiful yes. thing. You know, I agree with you on the aspect of the uh, metaverse. Uh, metaverse is a concept that doesn't have to be uh, 3D, immersive. It can be really just a place where... Uh, you explore, uh, you go around. Uh, there were uh, metaverses that are not uh, so uh, requiring in terms of technologies. Uh, what I meant was more like in terms of uh, feeling or experience in terms of uh, visiting different places, uh, which is uh, which is good. Um, yeah, I, I was thinking about the the actor and the parts that will be uh, into. So more island means. Uh, 
more partners uh, means that maybe there is uh, uh, some uh, fintech, uh, some digital bank. Uh, it will maybe in the future also be a place where I can open my bank account with one of those uh, partners or is just uh, limited uh, and the vision is limited to education. So um, that would be actually our future vision, right? Is that Mogaland starts with knowledge and education as a foundation, but it grows into a financial ecosystem, right? So um, where you don't only learn, but you can also find the financial products or services that are more suitable to you, right? So I talked a little bit about data earlier, about how like when you play, you can know more about yourself, right? If you're good at managing risk, if you're good at certain topics or not. So this profile of yourself actually could help you then identify, oh, wait, these are the products that actually fits better with me as a person. Um, these are the institutions that maybe you know, have products and services that fit me better so that one day you can also um, access product and services and pick them directly from the game. Of course, we're very aware of financial regulations. So we know that, you know, we have to be really careful with how we handle the data and how we bring in like quality partners. So um, it's not an open world where any financial provider can just open an island, right? So we actually vet our partners and try to make sure we have like the same vision. Um, and also we believe that one day with the DeFi part, right, with the Web3 token, we can even create some services and support where people can do peer-to-peer -peer actions, right? So if you have a lot of tokens and I'm in need to fund like a startup project, maybe I can start a crowdfunding activity and actually you can see how good I am with risk and dealing with stuff because I have this player profile. So you can decide for yourself if it's reasonable to lend me some tokens for X amount of time at X percent interest rate. So yeah, these are all a part of our uh, future vision. I already visualized myself entering the branch of a bank and showing them my profile in Mogoland and asking loan because of that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's the natural <laughs> possible things. I, I have a question just to clarify uh, mm -hmm. the you know identity, the profile of the game. Can you tell us uh, which are the core difference from a classic play to earn? Uh, Mm -hmm. And your play to learn that we're now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, most of the classic play to earns actually require players to buy an NFT or invest in tokens in order to play, right? So there is that upfront requirement. Although there are some free to play ones now, but if you want to earn, you still must pay in first. And this play to earn, this pay in first is really similar actually as going to a casino, right? Because you have to buy some chips first and then you find out what happens, right? So this is like the classic play to earn. And of course they use that pot of asset that they collect to then reward some people um, based on their playing result. Um, in our game, however, we don't do this. Anyone can play for free and enjoy the any access as long as they want. Um, however, we do have to generate some revenue for the game in order to keep the team and to keep building the game. So we actually use those revenue to fund the tokenomy. And then whenever you reach financial literacy goals, we then give you the token as a reward because you as a player actually contributed 
right, to the growing of the tokonomy. So um, this is like the breakage from like the traditional play to earn, right, where you're required to pay in first and then maybe you earn. In our game, you don't have to pay in at all. There's no requirement. And if you can prove your financial literacy and you reach certain goals, you still have the opportunity to be rewarded for that directly. All right. And is currently available to download and install and play the game? Yes, actually. Um, so we have made the mobile apps available. Um, we're doing actually our Alpha 1 Season 1 launch right now. Um, if you go to your Apple App Store or Google App Store and you just search for Mogaland, you will find the mobile app. Yeah, anyone can download and give it a try. Right, sure. And because it doesn't cost anything, so exactly. it's risk involved, let's say. As a first as a first lesson in the installing the game, I don't expose myself to risk because yeah. I don't have to purchase or base free download or is yeah. a, so yeah. it's, it's free download. All right, then the last thing before we close has been and this this being a very nice conversation with you. What's what's the future, the long term vision uh, for uh, for Mogolan? Uh, yeah, so the future and the vision of Mogolan, as I mentioned earlier, is really to uh, create a financial ecosystem, right? Where um, the foundation is people having fun and learning together. It's a collaborative environment where content creators and learners can actually share and exchange. Uh, their knowledge and their um, needs and wants, as well as like their demand, so that everything basically hopefully gets better, right? When you meet supply and demand. Um, and actually, our goal is to use such an environment to make finance more inclusive and actually try to um, bring a more equitable world actually to all the people. Um, because if everyone's empowered with similar level of knowledge and have similar access to different assets and opportunities, we believe like it's going to contribute to equality. And this is, um, yeah, our vision. Right. So I, just to, I see the pillar here is finance. Yes. So there is not going to be a version tomorrow that teach mathematics or history or something like this. So that the real core is finance and learning about finance and being uh, safe when entering this world, uh, managing my money better and et cetera, et cetera. So that's, even yeah. if it's going to be growth, it's going to be around this uh, central aspect, right? Yeah, it's going to be about your money, about finance, your financial knowledge, skills, um, everything to do with the finance topic for uh, personal lives. All right. Thank you very much for being with us. It's been an amazing conversation. And for everybody else, uh, next uh, time, uh, come back. It's going to be an amazing guest and amazing show. Thanks for listening to Breaking Banks Europe, a Provoke Media podcast in cooperation with Fintech Stage. Don't forget to tweet us out, shout out, or post to the team at Breaking Banks EU on Twitter. If there's something or someone you'd like to hear on our cast, let us know. See you next week on Breaking Banks Europe.